in the next one minute, stretch your hands towards me and pray for me. I've prayed for you before now, but I want us in this fellowship to pray together. Would you like to just pray for me? Just in one minute, stretching your hands towards me wherever you are. This is your church. Let no flesh ever be known. We thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I thought you would say a better amen. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Please be seated. Thank you very much. Help me greet the person by your side. 
I say good morning, welcome to church this morning. Hallelujah. Beloved brothers and sisters, I'm so excited to be here to share fellowship with you. We're looking at anointed for interventions. Can we look at Exodus 31 again very quickly? Exodus 31. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hor, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill, ability, knowledge, in all kinds of crafts. I'm reading from NIV. To make artistic designs for the work of gold, silver, bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood and engage in all kinds of craftsmanship. Moreover, I have appointed Oholiab, son of Ahisamak, of the tribe of Dan, to help him. Also, I have given skill to all the craftsmen to make everything I have commanded you. Let me just stop there. I want to bless God for today. I perceive in my heart that God, in his global agenda to raise an end-time army, has actually identified Bezalels and Oholiabs and other men that he wants to use for something. This is a revelation that has to do with the times in which we are. So it appears that God wanted to showcase what will be happening to not just one or two persons, but what will be happening to all who come to him. So that we can appreciate some dimensions of the person of the Holy Spirit. Beyond anointing to pray for the sick. Beyond anointing for miracles. Beyond the faith. Beyond evangelism as preaching, just preaching, that there are multidimensional ways God decides to manifest and showcase himself. This anointing here for this group of people address certain areas. He said it's in wisdom. It's in understanding. It's in knowledge. It's in skill. It's about innovation. It's about creativity. It's about ideas. And God wants to come in in that direction. Now, let me just give a little context to this scripture. In this Exodus chapter 24 verse 12, God called Moses in verse 12. He said, come to me to the mountain and stay there. And I'm going to give you tablets of stones. I'm going to give you instructions. Can somebody say instructions? And he went and stayed. For six days, God didn't say anything. On the seventh day, God called. That journey was unplanned, but it lasted 40 days, 40 nights. 
just to receive instructions so that we can appreciate the dimension God wants to go. Now, reading down the next chapter, chapter 25, I would like us to look at 25 together, pick a few things so that we can get the context of what happened in 31, Exodus 25, verse 1 and 2, and then verse 8 and 9. Then say, the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You are to receive the offering for me from each man whose heart prompts him to give. Other translations will say, let them bring to me an offering. But there is something peculiar, not just anyone who brings an offering, but you must do a check. Once you confirm that it came from a willing heart, you can receive that offering. Otherwise, God is very principled. Then in verse 3, these are the offerings you are to bring from them. Please, what's the first one there? Gold. Quality. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my moments and my days. Oh, let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my intellect. Take my will. Bring me an offering. It didn't end there in verse 8, which I'm going to dwell a little more. Something careful is here in verse 8. Then have them to make me a sanctuary. Let them build for me a sanctuary. Why? So that I can dwell among them. Verse 9, make this tabernacle and all its finishing exactly like the pattern I will show you. Now, can I just have your attention for a moment? God gave one of the instructions, bring an offering. But the offering would be gold and other things. Instruction, it has to be properly examined. And it must come from a willing heart. The extent to which you and I will offer ourselves to the one who saved my soul from sin. What can I give him? It depends on you. The choice is absolutely yours. God cannot go beyond the extent you want to go. It's not about offering of money now. It's offering of a life. It's offering of your intellect. It's offering of your skill. It's offering of your career. 
offering of your opportunities, offering of your family, offering of your marriage, offering of every dimension you choose to offer to him. Build me a sanctuary. Because I want to show myself. I want to declare my name. I want to break the backbone of Satan through you. So that out of the mouth of beds and sucklings, he has ordained strength to silence the enemy and the avenger. Build me a sanctuary. The sanctuary is no longer in Jerusalem. But wherever people worship God in spirit and in truth, they are accepted of Him and He shows up. God, how to show up over the skill, engineering skill, craftsmanship, over the medical profession. Inside the consulting room, inside the theater, that is the extent God is willing to go. Build me a sanctuary that I may dwell in your midst. It's not for you to struggle. It's not for you to begin to catch your head what to do. The innovation, the ideas, the creativity, they will flow like a river. Depending the extent to which the instructions are taken. Many of us may remember very well the popular story in 2 Kings chapter 4. Where a woman cried unto Elisha. And Elisha gave an instruction. He didn't give money. He said, go. Borrow vessels. Be careful not to borrow a few. When you do so, enter your house. Lock the door. You and your children. And take that little thing that you call little. Begin to pour. Instructions. Just instructions. And it began to pour. Until, bring me another vessel. Say, mommy, there are no more. Ah. And if I wish that you had gone beyond Samaria, beyond Jerusalem. Go to the nations of the world and borrow vessels. The oil is not the problem. The problem is the vessel. The problem is the container. The problem is the tabernacle. Build me a sanctuary. The oil is flowing. It is ceaseless. The Holy Ghost has been given without measure. That is why you hear when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Everyone, the same people before then, who were quarreling among themselves, who were struggling for positions, who were doing politics in church, who are trying to call down fire. The same people that have to bring their relatives to begin to campaign. No more. In one accord. This sanctuary has now been constructed to be a pattern that is revealed. Jesus is the pattern son. 
conformity to the image of Christ. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. And he went about doing good. Healing all manner of diseases. For God was with him. Build me a sanctuary so that I will dwell among you. So that you don't struggle. It's not about you. It's about me. When the sanctuary came to speed, came to pattern, came to spec, the specifications we are correct. Bible said in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 verse 1 when he had finished fire came from heaven consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices the glory of God filled the place because he has been built according to specification even before Moses went to the mountain Joseph demonstrated the little of what it looks like even in the affairs of government by the time he arrived, a man that has been prepared, a sanctuary that has been worked on by Jehovah, and he showed up. After interpretation of dream, he now said, this you must do, Pharaoh. And they looked at him, can you find such a man as this? In whom is the Spirit of God? Who taught Pharaoh about God? Build me a sanctuary that I may dwell. This sanctuary traveled at a point to Babylon. In the University of Babylon. Ah! The requirements we are completed. Number one, instruction. Number two, bring me an offering. Number three, consecration. If you read Psalm 114, that psalm is so poetic. Ah, Psalm 114. Can we look at verse 1 and 2? And I will still come back to this. Build me a sanctuary. In the University of Babylon, when the sanctuary in a foreign land was established in the classroom. The scripture says, as for these four children, there were others there. But as for these four, they have fulfilled the requirements. The specification is made complete. God gave them knowledge, wisdom, skill in understanding. There was an extraordinary, extra-human understanding that marveled and dazed kings. That is where God is going. That is what God is looking for. Can God find sanctuaries? Even in marriages. Psalm 114 Psalm 114 verse 1 Psalm 114, verse 1. When Israel came out of Egypt, came out, separation, the house of Jacob from a people of foreign tongue, mark the word tongue, mark the word tongue, 
Some of us may be making a decision today to build a sanctuary over our speech. Over our confession. Over the meditations of our hearts. Verse 2. Judah. Can we read together verse 2? Judah. In other words, he was no God sanctuary before. So, Judah became. Judah became. Because he came out of a people of strange language. He came out of Egypt. Can I tell you here very quickly? If you are still in Egypt, if you are still playing church, and in the secret you know that the things you do are not approved of Jehovah, because the foundation of God stands sure, having a seer, anyone who names the name of God, whether you are a bishop or not, should depart from iniquity. Until you are out of Egypt. Until you are out of the people. Out of the lifestyle. Out of the system. Of strange language. Strange tongue. You can't become his sanctuary. It's not possible. The best of you in the flesh. Cannot tabernacle the God. Who is forever and ever. The same. They came out. Verse 3. What happened? Israel became dominion. The sea. Slooked and fled. Jordan turned back. Brethren, can I just tell you. We are in seasons. Of contest. <laughs> ah. Hey. We are in a time. Just like Elijah will be on the mountain and say, if God be God, serve him. Otherwise, you know, there are seas that are waiting for you. Even if you are young, there are red seas that you must confront. Jordan is there. And you can't manage it with your human knowledge. Those of us here who are health workers, we know. There are clearly cases you see. Sometimes we excuse it by science. Then what's the difference between the one who is not born again and myself? I've seen this situation. I said the prognosis is poor. Everybody knows. So what's the difference with you? It is a shame to redemption. God was speaking to the Israelites in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. He said, Kai, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. As if that was not enough. They went and prepared for them containers, systems. And the containers were leaking. They were broken. Pride was leaking them. Selfishness was leaking Greed inside was leaking them. Divisive spirits. I belong to Paul. I belong to Apollos. Fault finding was leaking the containers. The oil will flow and the thing will leak away. You come to church. You feel so excited in God's presence. You go back to home and you start fighting with your spouse. Quarreling with your children. 
in God. And God began to ask, is Israel a slave? Is he a home-born slave? Why is he plundered? Why is he devastated? Why is he molested? God has taken enough. God has taken enough. And that is why, as many who are ready, God is ready for them. And God will move with them. Build me a sanctuary. When he came out of Egypt, came out of people of strange language, he became God's sanctuary, became God's dominion. He didn't need to struggle. In fact, unknowing to him, the sea was already running away. Jordan became a friend. Even though he didn't know, he was, he was crying. And saying, God, where are you? But the sea was already on the way fleeing. Mountains we are breaking. They say, we are not seeing this guy anymore. We used to know him as a poor, helpless slave in the land of Egypt. But come on, we are seeing God. We are seeing Jehovah right inside of him. The container is the same, but the content has changed. Build me a sanctuary <laughs> that I may dwell among you. A point came in Isaiah chapter 6 when King Uzziah died. He saw the Lord. And it was in that year he said, I am finished. A man of unclean lips and I didn't know all along. I thought I have arrived. Being a preacher that is preaching and God is using me and things are happening. Ah! The problem with was my mouth. Let the words of my mouth, O oh God, and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you. Now, we are talking about build me. There are problems in our homes. There are problems in our marriages, in our workplaces. That by this arrangement God is making, if you will cooperate with him, and if it materializes the way God desires it, you will be a mystery. You will not, nobody will understand you correctly. Ah! They will say like they said to Jesus, what manner of man is this? That they see and the waves, they bow to him. The gates of hell will bow. With this arrangement. Now, I'm just resting so that we can really take time to pray. Build me a sanctuary. So that while you are driving on the way, God desires a sanctuary. That he will step in. And you see God showing himself. If you are a trader in the business place, in the marketplace. Build me a sanctuary. It's not only in the church. In the hostel. In the classroom. Some of us here had worked with God long enough to attest that God can walk into a classroom. That God can walk into an examination. I have a viva. This is physiology. And I've not read much. I say God. With all I prepared, the thing still looks big. The Lord, build me a sanctuary. And something dropped in my heart. Neuromuscular junction. And I began to draw neuromuscular junction. Even while I was sitting on the bench, waiting to be called in. 
drew it, labeled it. And somebody showed up on the door and walked in. Yes. And I went and sat down. Can you tell me about neuromuscular junction? And I smiled in my heart. There was no doubt. I mean, many of us are witnesses to Jehovah. Build me a sanctuary in your academics. Build me a sanctuary as a nurse, as a lab scientist, as a pharmacist, as a doctor. One day I was in the clinic several years ago in the teaching hospital where I worked before. And I had this young man, bilateral edema, but the diagnosis was tuberculosis. While I was doing the usual, the Holy Spirit said to me, this man will die. I understood that message. And I dropped all our paraphernalia, stethoscope and everything. I said, bro, can I do, tell you something? I want to assure you that I will do the best I can to take care of you. But that will not be enough. If you open your heart to Jesus, if you have the choice, just in case you decide, if Jesus enters into your life, life has entered. But if Jesus doesn't enter, life has not entered. Where did I get that kind of inspiration? I can't imagine that. And immediately he said, I am ready. And I prayed sinner's prayer right there. And when I was through with him, did the rest thing he left. Few weeks later, I saw a young man who has come for checkup in front of the laboratory. This is smiling at me. I didn't even recognize him. He said, Doctor, don't you know me again? When I realized, I mean, there is no medicine that can handle that. Science cannot explain it. Build me a sanctuary in your practice. The place I walk, I can tell you for free. That I began to experience the help of God, the mercy of God. And that is why I can make all the troubles for Jesus. And they find it difficult to throw me out. Because issues will come. I was with a colleague in international conference. We are in Addis Ababa. And while I was there, I had a concept. A paper, a project we want to do. While I was there, the Lord gave me understanding. To say, watch this direction. That is the future. That is the next move. I saw that future before others. And I quickly dropped the concept I have. And picked that other one. And began the design. That paper, that project, consistently ranked the best. Because people say, wow! And I was laughing inside of me, because that one I even small. Build me a sanctuary. There is anointing for creativity. Anointing for innovation. Anointing for procedures that are not in the book. That will come to you. God wants to showcase himself. God wants to reveal himself. A lot of scientists, you are carrying out a particular thing. Build me a sanctuary. Ah! Severally, early this year, I was to present a paper in Netherlands. And while I was presenting, the Lord gave me understanding, revelation on the direction I should go. And by the time I was displaying those, everybody turned around. They wanted to select the five best papers. 
out of all kinds of studies and stuff. It was not long. We came back. They said, your paper was one of the five selected globally to make in a global presentation. I was smiling within me because I understand. Yeah, that is a trick. I've not even started. There are heights. Ah! Are you getting what I'm saying? Come on. There are heights. There are dimensions. The Spirit of God comes with counsel, with power, with understanding, with wisdom, with skill, with knowledge, with the fear of God. Multi-dimensional. You can even be on the road and he will tell you. My wife will remember the day we were driving back to Enugu. For no reason. Change your direction. Move through this other one. Wow. It was clear. I didn't know what lied ahead. And I moved. Of course, it's difficult to know what happened. Just three days ago on Friday, while I was in Abia State, I finished with my patients and I was about to go, just encouraging them. I didn't plan to preach. You know, this matter, if you know me very well, one of the things that put me back for years was being shy. I didn't know I can stand here and talk about Jesus. Ah. And suddenly while I was encouraging them, utterance came. Naturally, sweatlessly. And I saw myself. Somebody just asked me a question. One of the patients said, excuse me, sir, I have a question for you. Are you a bishop doctor? Oh, I need to know. The patients were like 24 of them. And I said, thank you for that question. I'm not a bishop. Let me tell you who I am. Let me introduce myself to you. The man you are looking at is a sinner. A damn sinner. That received mercy from God. Who sins we are forgiven. And I said, I will tell you a little. Before you know it, I went into testimony of my salvation. Right there, many of them gave their lives to Christ. I said, this discussion is so sweet. I can't end it like that. Can I pray? I just had utterance. Said some people are here who are finding it difficult to forgive offenses. Because if that was the person, the man said, look, God, it's as if you are here with us. It's as if you know us very well. And I know that God is up to something. You see, this matter is not about you. It's about Jehovah. And don't get to heaven to realize that there were dimensions you were meant to soar like the eagle. God provided the oil. But the sanctuary was not built to specification to contender. I'm going to be praying now. And I would like to mention a few things. Back to that story of the widow in second kings chapter four the summary there in verse one he said this widow cried out he said you know that my husband one of the sons of the prophets the man used to fear god he doesn't eat church money the man has integrity he has a fact he's in good standing but there was a problem he was owing so much until he died. And now creditors have come. Ah, I pray for you and myself. Ah, that God will not allow us in our generation to leave a legacy of spiritual debts. The creditors will come. 
to carry away posterity. Because there was not enough. Because you carried only scanty and you were satisfied. Because you were just contented the way you are. Ah! And the next generation will have to pay dearly. Because the adversary has come like a creditor. And said, well, I'm going to take your children. Internet will take them. Social media will take them. The next generation will not even understand the message of the cross. They will be satisfied with noise. With emptiness. I'm going to steal them. Because you are owing. Why are you owing? You didn't have enough. God released enough. But you are just satisfied with the trickle that you had. Ah! May that not be the legacy you and I will leave behind. If it happened so, we wouldn't be singing these hymns today. The hymns we are singing because the fathers left enough oil. And the oil is still flowing now. Ah! Left enough inspiration. Enough creativity. Enough innovation. So that people will run to Jesus by force. That is the dimension God is going. It's a time to cry. As we are going to pray, I will urge you to behave like this woman. Thank God for that woman. The woman said, what my husband suffered, I will not suffer. Because there was sufficient oil in Samaria at that time. Yet, the husband was just one gentle believer with integrity going to heaven and he was satisfied. I will just serve my God and that is enough. And the enemy is stealing your children and your grandchildren, stealing the next generation, coming with unimaginable aggression. The battle line is drawn. Where are the miracles our fathers told us? What shall we present to the next generation? What testimonials are we going to offer? I want to rush a few things very quickly, but prepare your heart to cry. It didn't just say to speak, to cry. Jesus himself in John 7 verse 37 cried out on the last day of the feast in this dispensation. If any man... I wonder why God will give us conditions. He is God. He can force us. I wonder why he will be knocking at the door of our hearts. He can break the door and enter. And nobody will ask him questions. But you see, it doesn't work like that. He said, if any man, ah, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. Out of his belly shall flow rivers. If any man open, are we coming? So what if I'm not interested? Jesus will weep yet again. But that should not happen as far as my life is concerned in the name of Jesus. Few things that will help us to pray now. Look at the conditions. Because the oil was not the problem. So what about this vessel? Number one, instruction. Check where this thing has happened. It was instruction. Come to me and drink. It's been instructions. 
Gather verses, not a few. Instruction. Bring me an offering. It must people willing give me a sanctuary instructions. And it must be according to specification, according to standards. It must conform to the pattern of the Son of God. Otherwise, God cannot look at it and say, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. No, no, no. God does not behave like that. If you are you are not interested, stay where you are. God will not force you. But if God sees those who are hungry, ah, there is an immeasurable dimension, a multi-dimensional outpouring of God's wisdom, creativity, innovation, understanding, wisdom, even in marriage, even in parenting and grandparenting, even in ministry, even in different vocations. God is looking for a sanctuary right there. Instruction number two, offering. You must bring something to the Lord, not money. A broken heart, a contrite spirit is the offering that heaven expects, that he values so much. Consecration must be willing. Must be willing. And then he has to reach the tongue and all that. Shall we rise to pray at this point? Ah, the oil. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, ah, the extent God wants to go with you. Ah, ah, ah. Before now, maybe there's a trickle. You've just seen a little glimpse, but it's the shower. That God wants to bring. If for any reason you desire to open your heart to Jesus, say, Lord Jesus, I know my lifestyle is Egypt, my language is Egypt, my secret life is Egypt. I want to come out of that life so that I can carry the life of God on it. So that I can carry the world you have you have poured out for me on earth. You want to say, Jesus, I'm opening my door of this heart. Come in the way you are. Wherever you are, can you raise your hand? Want to take that prayer very quickly? Want to say, Jesus, you died for my sins. You rose again. Just raise your hand to God. And I want to pray with you wherever you are. Even if you've been there before, but for any reason you went back to Egypt. You may be doing many things in the name of God. It doesn't matter. It's a day of fresh consecration. There is nothing shameful. There is nothing too special. Other than God watches your heart. Can I ask you to raise your hand again? If there is a decision to say God and returning to you. Lord, my heart fully yielded to you. I want to pray with you this moment. Can I see those hands? Oh no, not me. Can the Lord see those hands now? Because we want to pray now so that you will become God's sanctuary. Become, become. As many as received him, he gave power to become. With those hands raised, can I ask you to confess with your mouth? And believe in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I know I deserve to die. But your love 
has come to me today. I believe you shed your precious blood for me. I confess all my sins to you. I forsake them with all my heart. I believe you died for me. I receive forgiveness from you. I receive your salvation. You are gift of salvation. From today on, Lord Jesus, be in charge of this life. Make my life to be your sanctuary and to be your dominion. Thank you for saving me. Precious Father, I join my faith with all who had identified with you. Asking Lord, the same way you forgave my sins and saved my soul, save them. Fill them with the Holy Spirit without measure. Let your invisible hand rest upon them. From today, let there be a difference. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Now, we want to take up these prayers. Offering. Consecration. How much do you want? How many vessels are you bringing to the Lord? If you bring the vessel of your marriage, you will fill it with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge of how to make it heaven on earth. If you bring the vessel of your parenting, there are things you don't know. He said, call on me and we answer you and show you great and mighty things you do not know. Don't assume that you know it all. Your small brain cannot perform God. How much of God do you want? I want you to make up your mind that we're going to make a prayer together. It's a very simple prayer. And the Lord will take over from there. If you are bringing your career, your profession, and when you are bringing it, you are giving God all. You are giving God the gold. And not giving God like Ananias and Sapphira. Who is giving God and still holding it somehow in their mind? Uh-uh. God doesn't accept that. Don't play with God. Don't toy with Him. Don't say what you don't mean. If you are giving God any part of your vocation so that He can flow in mightily, depending on how much vessels, depending on how deep the vessels are, how hungry you are, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. Worship you. Go ahead and pray this time. Ah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Ah, ah, God is looking for a vessel for expression. God is looking for a sanctuary. Ah, God can show up in parenting. God can show up in marriage. God can show up in career. In the classroom as a lecturer, God can show up. And when you teach, students will marvel. Say, ah, there is something different. He doesn't teach like the Pharisees. He's zoned with authority. There is something unique. When he touches patients, something different happens. When he operates on patients, something unique happens. But then, the anointing I want to ask the Lord for myself and for you is anointing to build this sanctuary to specification. If you didn't get anything today, just understand that this anointing is to build 
the sanctuary to specification the specification that once it gets to that dimension anything can happen once it gets to that dimension anything can happen anything can happen anything can just happen that is the anointing that came upon Bezalel so that they can build according to pattern so that my life can be altered anointing to obey instructions anointing to offer my all on the altar anointing to separate myself that is the creativity ah so that it can, God knows that you can't really get it right without the anointing and he has made up his mind to lavish this oil on you if you are ready God is ready Go ahead and pray. But we never can prove the delights of His love until all on the altar we lay for the favor He shows and the joy he bestows are for them who will trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other to be happy in Jesus. Trust and obey, but we never can prove the delights of His love. Until all undoubts are for the favor He shows. Present that to the Lord. However, you want to do it either with your hand on your chest or your hands on your head. 
or your hand raised to God. Anyhow, you just want to do that. While I summarize in prayer this time, Maskele Bahuri Father, I pray this morning, Lord, as you have chosen everyone who has come because you permitted us to hear your word. Lord, we pray this morning. Lord, that you feel these lives, oh God. Feel these lives with your Holy Spirit. Feel these lives to overflowing in every dimension. The vessels of career, the vessels of family life, the vessels of ministry Lord from this day lay your hands upon all that have come to you with this vessel Lord grant an overflow of wisdom knowledge understanding skills in all manner of learning we pray for the students we pray for the adults the mothers, the fathers, the grandmothers the grandfathers pray for all that are ministering in diverse ways welcome Holy Spirit let the oil overflow beyond this meeting Lord let the oil overflow let the oil overflow let the fullness of Jehovah be revealed. Lord, let these hands cease to be ordinary. Let these lives become your sanctuary. Become your dominion. Lord, to specifications. To the pattern that is revealed from heaven. Jesus, the Son of God. Lord God Almighty. Let your hands be upon these ones. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Be strong in the Lord.